Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 55 of Preston Jensen's podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Preston. Tonight, I've got a very fun episode planned. I know it's going to be a lot of fun for me because we're going to be going over some of the features that Apple released in their new uh, keynote speech. Um, This is one of the things I look forward to every year. I like watching every second of the Apple keynote, not only because they usually release some pretty cool stuff, but I also like to see how they kind of do some production value things in their keynotes. And uh, I feel like as a company, they do one of the best jobs in giving their presentations. At least for me, they're some of the most enjoyable presentations to watch. Now, after... I watched the episode or the keynote. Uh, I was really excited about a lot of the new features. And then I went to Twitter and I went to Facebook and I saw that a lot of creators are kind of disappointed that there wasn't any new hardware released. And I thought, you know what? As a creator, uh, we spend a lot of money on equipment. Everything is constantly getting renewed. Uh, You buy a camera and the second you buy it, Uh, There's something new and greater out there. So this keynote was very refreshing to me because it essentially makes a lot of the products I already have, like my phone and my computer, turns them into kind of new pieces of equipment, and I don't have to buy any new hardware. So in a way, Apple was kind of giving us a gift. Um, I know a lot of people were excited about uh, different hardware that, has been rumored to be coming out, but stay patient. That'll be here soon enough and they'll be getting our money soon enough. So with that, uh, if you are listening to the podcast, I'm just going to be talking about all of my favorite features. Some of the features that I don't necessarily think I'll use too much. Um, if you want to see this podcast on my YouTube channel, go to Preston Jensen on YouTube and you can kind of see some of the things I'm talking about. Um, uh, we'll start off with iOS. Um, it seems like every year they're constantly doing some cool things and, uh, they kind of took a shot at zoom here with their new FaceTime features. It seems like FaceTime has got a huge facelift. Um, they've got the ability to share a link with your friends and your friends don't even have to have an iPhone. You can do this off of a Microsoft product or an Android product, and you can still uh, participate in a FaceTime call. Obviously, you have to have an iOS phone or product to be able to um, send out these links, but uh, they did a lot of creative stuff. Uh, One of the things that really excites me is the watch together feature where you can send a video and have it playing at the same time as it is on your friend's phone or your family's phone. Uh, They also added a listen together feature. That's something I'm not uh, too excited about. Uh, It brings me back to the days when we'd have splitters to go into our MP3 players. And most of the time when I was using a splitter with my friends or my family, I was thinking, "Uh, I'd rather be listening to my own music. So for some people, they might like that. They might like to have that listen together feature. Um, But for me, I don't think I'll be using that. 
Um, the share your screen feature is something very cool because you'll be able to, uh, on a FaceTime call, you'll be able to share your phone screen. And in their example, they are looking at houses together. And that's something I've done with my wife using Ecamm Live. And it seems like uh, this new FaceTime update takes a lot of features from Ecamm Live or Zoom and kind of smashes it into FaceTime, which is kind of neat. Um, another feature that came out with this FaceTime is spatial audio. Um, that's something that, uh, I don't know if it's too exciting to me. I've got spatial audio in my uh, AirPods Pro. It's kind of neat. I don't necessarily love it. Um, you can, like I said, you can invite anyone to FaceTime. They've got a lot of design improvements for messages. Um, I'm excited about that. You know, Apple has always been great with designing new features and making things look great on your phone, on your, on the iPad. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about, you're going to hear me saying that a lot throughout this presentation or this podcast, is the Focus app. Or It's not really an app. It's something built in that uh, kind of takes you away from your technology. I know as a content creator myself, I find myself binge-watching other creators' content. And um, if you're not watching content, you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook. And this focus, um, I, I like to say app, but I guess it's not really an app. It's kind of built in, like I said is very cool because it kind of takes your attention away from the technology. I'm excited about that. Uh, Maps gets a new improvement. I'm excited about that. However, I'm assuming these improvements are only going to be to big cities. Where I live in rural North Dakota, I've noticed that Google Maps is still superior in the areas I'm at. Uh, a, a lot of times when I go out on drone jobs and stuff, these um, maps take me to places that aren't the location I want to be going to. So I end up using Google Maps, and in rural areas, it seems to be a little bit more precise. However, if you look through uh, the updates on these Apple Maps, um, they're pretty impressive. I mean, it's almost to the point now where if you get lost with these maps, uh, that's on you. They look uh, very good. And they even feature something where you can take out your camera, you can scan buildings if you're in a large city, and it'll tell you exactly where you are and where you need to go. So big improvements there. Uh, obviously, new a lot of improvements with Siri. Um, they're... Take, they're making Siri now, so you can, um, it doesn't have to be sent to the cloud to be processed. It's processed on your phone, so it can do a lot of commands quicker. Um, they're improving the wallet. Uh, one of the big features with this is they're allowing you to scan your ID, which is very cool. Um, it says that it'll be coming to states or be accepted by states on a state-by-state -state basis. So I'm assuming living in North Dakota, you know, a lot of times North Dakota is pretty cutting edge as far as technology. So I'm hoping they'll adopt this uh, digital ID on the iPhones as well, because it would be one less thing you have to carry with you in your wallet. Um, one of the things that I'm most excited about in this whole release is the live text. 
Uh, if you don't know anything about that, you'll be able to take a picture of like a sign or a car with some um, phone numbers on it, and you'll actually be able to click into the text on the sign. And supposedly that even uh, applies to translating, which I think is very cool. If you're in, a, in another country or something and there's a sign that you want to read, you can take a picture of that and supposedly it's going to be able to translate it. So I'm excited to see all the features that uh, come out with the live text and photos. It'll make uh, your life a lot easier. And a lot of the features that came out in this release are made to do just that. Make your life a lot easier. Streamline your workflow. Uh, another very impressive thing is the visual lookup. Uh, I don't know how detailed this is going to be. In their examples, they talked about taking photos of a flower and it'll be able to identify it or take a picture of a dog. It'll tell you what breed it is and give you some information on the dog. Uh, a lot of this stuff is very cool, but at the same time, very kind of creepy because it seems like it should be so far out in the future, but we're already here. This technology is here and it'll be fun to play with it to see how precise it is. If you're going to be able to go out in your backyard and take a picture of a leaf and be able to identify that tree, I'm jealous because in high school we had to do a project where we did a leaf collection and we had to do the books where you had to uh, go through each book. Is the leaf shaped this way? Okay, then turn to page 47. If is Does it have uh, pine cones on it? Okay, then turn to page, you know, 32 and uh, so on and so forth. So if kids have this kind of uh, technology at their fingertips, uh, that type of project will be a lot easier. Photos app uh, is incorporating interactive memories, which is very cool because it says now you can take music from your library on your music and you can, it'll make little videos for you based off of the photos that you've taken. Uh, one of the really cool things I thought they came out with in photos was a new interactive way of sharing photos. Uh, it seems like when we're constantly bombarded with texts of photos from our friends and our family, and a lot of those photos, you end up just saving them to your phone. Now with this new update, your phone is going to be able to decipher what photos are important and they'll essentially save them into your photo library. And, uh, this is another one of the features that I'll have to see to believe because it says that it will know what the important photos are. So like the memes and the ridiculous photo text that you get probably won't be saved to your photo reel. But uh, if you have family or friends in a photo together, if you're in it, it'll be saved to your uh, photo reel, which is very cool. Upgrades in the health app. Um, I guess there's a lot of new stuff with that. I'm not too interested in that. Uh, privacy, they really hit home on the privacy aspect of the presentation. It seemed like every single thing they released, they hit that they have, um, they're leading the way in privacy. And, uh, it, <laughs> that kind of made me skeptical because I think, oh, if they're mentioning privacy so much, do they have something to hide? But, uh, 
in my mind, that's just the creepy 1984 uh, Big Brother's watching you kind of thought process. Uh, a lot of this technology is very good, and I'm very excited to see what it can do. They offered uh, uh, an update on iCloud, which is called iCloud Plus. Um, I'm not really too excited about that. Uh, I actually don't really like iCloud because I don't pay for iCloud. So all that I do to interact with iCloud is ignore the notifications saying you need to upgrade your iCloud account. Uh, that always gets annoying to me. I know you can probably just disable that notification, but I never do, and I keep seeing it. Uh, however, I think there was something announced with iCloud. I know like when you go to a Verizon store and you have to transfer uh, the information off of your phone, it sounds like now, even if you don't have any storage in the iCloud, Apple will allow you to use unlimited data to back up your phone or any new um, upgrade or back up your phone or, or your iPad or anything like that if you're upgrading to a new version of the iPhone or iPad. So some of this stuff is a little confusing even to me. Um, I'm not super into the technical stuff of this, but I, I am very excited about all of the things they have to offer. Uh, they talk about how uh, you can hide your email, which was a very cool feature that I thought they came out with. Um, it, it it basically makes up different emails. So when you're uh, signing up for things, it sends out a different email, but it gets redirected to your email. I'm curious to see how this works because it seems like a lot of free trials use an email. And if you can make unlimited emails that get redirected to your email, I'm kind of wondering, oh, I wonder if some of these places that offer free trials will still be able to do that because it seems like people will be able to constantly update their email address, get it redirected to them, and they'll be able to have new accounts. I'm sure there's something blocking that, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the future as well. They updated... Um, the weather app, and a lot of that stuff looks like it was just design features that they updated. Um, I'm not really necessarily a user of their weather app. I still prefer something like uh, the Weather Channel's app or uh, AccuWeather or something like that. Uh, and that basically does it for iOS 15. I know I didn't touch on all the features. There's a lot of features I just kind of briefly went over just because they're features that I probably won't use too much. Uh, but nonetheless, I want to talk a lot about um, Mac OS Monterey too because I just got my Mac Mini uh, with the M1 chip and I'm very excited to see what the... Uh, Mac OS Monterey is going to have. Um, one of the things I'm very excited about uh, is that, well, obviously it's going to have a lot of the same features as iOS 15. It's going to have all the same FaceTime features. It's going to have, uh, now it's going to have screen sharing. So just like an Apple TV, if you're watching something on your phone, you can just put it up onto your Mac screen if I'm reading that correctly, and that will be very cool instead of having to try to uh, do 
uh, airdrop back and forth. You'll just be able to share stuff up on your screen. Maybe I'll be able to incorporate that into Ecamm Live and share some stuff off my phone a little bit easier. Uh, they take a, they talk a lot about their spatial audio that's coming out for this new update. Uh, that's something I'm not too excited about as far as the Mac Mini because for those of you who have bought the Mac Mini, you know that the one thing it falls short at is the speakers. The speakers on the Mac Mini are horrible, and I don't know if the spatial audio is going to work with uh, regular headphones or if you're going to have to have like uh, AirPods Pro hooked up to Bluetooth to be able to get a chance to use that. Um, FaceTime, uh, like we said earlier with iOS, it's going to have a, um, a lot of the same features of Zoom where you're going to be able to invite your friends. Uh, you're going to be able to have live viewing parties. It's going to be kind of fun uh, to see what all is included with the new FaceTime. Safari got a huge update on this new Monterey. Um, it doesn't look anything like the old um safari and i i i know it looks a lot more sleek and a lot more uh apple-esque i should say because it's it's very detailed and i think once i get the hang of using the new safari browser i think i'll like it more you're able to create groups of tabs and uh that could be handy depending on your workflow. Obviously, uh, with the Monterey, it will have the focus features, which will be great to have on the computer as well. Um, uh, notes gets a big up upgrade because you're going to able to take uh, quick notes, which has a lot of things built into it to save photos and to save links from your favorite sites and to make notes on those links which um, for me, I feel like Notes is one of the most underutilized apps that I have in the iOS ecosystem. I should be using it more. Um, it's so nice how things are streamlined from the notes on my phone to the computer to the iPad. It seems like I should be taking advantage of it more, and I'm not. So that's one of the things I want to emphasize in the future. I need to use Notes more because it seems like with this update, they've even made it easier, and they made everything a lot uh, easier to get at your fingertips. So um, it'll keep my thoughts organized a whole lot better than how I do it now just with regular note-taking, and hopefully it'll make my presentations and podcasts better as well. Uh, <laughs> probably the most or the most beneficial feature that I've seen is called universal control. And to me, uh, like a lot of things with Apple, it seems like it's just magic. You'll be able to have an iPad setting up next to your computer. And if you just drag your mouse over to the side, your mouse will go right onto your iPad and you're able to drag and drop and you're able to use your keyboard from your computer on your iPad and you're able to, I believe, use your Apple Pencil to move stuff from your um, from your iPad over to your computer. So that would make things cool on like using um, 
Lightroom and Photoshop. It'll be interesting to see if all these apps are integrated with um, universal control, but it says right on their website that no setup is required. Uh, multiple devices and combinations get things done your way. So this is one of the things I don't know how they're able to make it work. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to test it out to see if it's as smooth as it looks on the videos. Um, but after the entire presentation, the one thing that stuck out to me the most was that universal play and or universal control is what they're calling it. Um, the AirPlay to the Mac, that's something we talked about earlier with iOS 15. Um, live text, that'll be integrated into um, Monterey as well. Shortcuts on Mac, this is something I'm excited about. They're putting it right onto the Mac computer so you're able to use it as an app. Um, basically, I think this is kind of like setting up macros. So you'll be able to go on and customize your shortcuts. Hopefully that'll help streamline workflow. Uh, we're all interested in productivity. And uh, I'm kind of excited about this because I'm hoping I can create shortcuts to sit down. Hopefully it'll be able to open up Final Cut Pro. It'll be able to um, create a new folder, uh, just get my project set up because it seems like every time I sit down to edit a video, the first 20 minutes is just getting a new file system set up for the actual product so or project. So if I can do shortcuts like that on this, I'll be very excited. I haven't dove deep into the shortcuts um, necessarily too much, but I'm hoping that's one of the features that I can use it for. Uh, maps, I guess I'm not too excited about that on my computer because it's a Mac Mini and I'm not going to be taking that with me on trips. Privacy, uh, like I said, they talk about this throughout their entire presentation. And uh, obviously, as a Mac user, I do like the fact that they're uh, keeping our privacy in mind. So, and like that, as I'm scrolling through here, it says, and so much more. So there's a lot of features that I didn't hit on here. These are just some of the features that are my favorite. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, like I said, I watched every second of their presentation, but it seems like every year they have uh, more features that come out that aren't included in their presentation. So uh, I'm excited to see YouTubers and developers uh, come out with all of the features that come out with this because I know there's going to be a lot of hidden cool features that they didn't talk about in their presentation. The presentations are usually like an hour and a half, and I know they don't have enough time to talk about every single little detail they put into their new operating systems. But I am very excited about this unveil at WW, let's see, what are they calling it? WWDC 21, is that what it is now? see here I think that's what it is it doesn't matter but <laughs> let's see WWDC 21 is what they're calling it and I know that WWDC is usually focused on the developers so um, there was a lot of features that they talked about for developers at the end of the presentation 
I'm not an Apple developer, so I didn't really listen to that part. So if you are an Apple developer and want to find out more about that, head on over to YouTube. I know there's a ton of content creators who are interested in the developer side of the stuff that wasn't unveiled with this new release. And uh, let me know what you guys think. What are you guys excited about? Are you disappointed that there wasn't any new hardware released? I know a lot of people were hoping there might be a new uh, Mac Mini, maybe a new iPad. Um, there's been rumblings I saw on a Meet Kevin video that uh, they're still kind of talking about an Apple vehicle. Will that be released in the future? Who knows? Um, it seems like Apple never goes into anything halfway. They want to, when they release a project, they want to be the best. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they ever release a vehicle in the future. Uh, that's something that I would be excited about seeing. Uh, probably wouldn't be able to afford something like that, but uh, it'll be fun to see what features they come out with. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, watched a little bit of the presentation uh, if you guys have any other favorite features that I didn't talk about, let me know either on the YouTube video or in the podcast description. Um, thanks again for listening. I've had a lot of fun talking about WWDC 21. Uh, I've had a lot of fun diving into YouTube and watching everyone's thoughts on the overall presentation. Uh, there's a mixed bag of reviews, and overall, I think it's been swayed towards uh, the negative. I always like to look at the positive side of things. So I'm excited about a lot of features. Let me know what you guys are excited about. I got a lot of fun stuff planned for the future of not only this YouTube channel, but my podcast. Uh, thanks again for listening and uh, we'll see you next week.